Let's do it. Another day, another week, another Saturday right here. Saturday Kramer here on the Bet 1660. This is Kramer Sansone on the mic live and local here in a beautiful, nice, sunny, crisp. It's going to be warm today. 90 degrees is what I've been seeing. Kansas City day. I'm hoping you all are enjoying your morning. If you are just getting up, getting that coffee brewing. Heck, yeah, honestly, there's uh, some football around the corner. I'll tell you that right now. Some football around the corner for you all. But for me, still constantly, it's always baseball. Always baseball season until the final game of the World Series. Today, 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 we're going to talk about, uh, you know, big contracts in Major League Baseball. Whether or not uh, the St. Louis Cardinals are World Series worthy, fair or foul is going to get fun. And also your questions. But first things first. I, it's a it's a day game after night game for uh, for myself here. Uh, last night, wonderful show weekend at Journeys Two at Journey Pro. Got to broadcast it and I got to watch insanely good wrestling outdoor venue. Perfect, nice. The, it was just a nice, beautiful, weathered weathery night. I, I don't know what else you could say to it about uh, about it. It was just a fantastic show. If you all enjoyed it, if you all went there, participated, watched it on the live stream that we had. Thank you for all tuning in for that way. But I also appreciate you all wanting to come over or even get up early to listen to me talk today. And uh, we know it's Kansas City. We there's, Baseball has literally stopped like maybe like people stopped watching, like stopped caring. I wouldn't say stopped watching because people still watch it. They stopped caring prominently about the Kansas City Royals maybe about three months ago. About the, honestly, when the when the offseason started for the NFL, that's kind of when they when it stopped. It, it, it truly is. But what would, would you like to see the Royals do? Like, seriously, like what would you like to see the Royals do? Especially during this uh, this mix of football coming around the corner. Like, the Chiefs, Chiefs preseason's done. Preseason's basically done at the end of this week. It, it, it clearly is. But the thing is, what type of move, what type of anything that you want to see the Kansas City Royals do right here, right now? Because if you want them to, you know, splash in or dabble in what we saw what the Seattle Mariners did a few days ago, signing Julio Rodriguez to that 14-year contract extension, which is north of $400 million with $210 million guaranteed, which is insanely ridiculous amount of numbers of the money coming in and also the numbers on the contract. But this is per Jeff Passan. I, I this is just I just want to ex- explain to this in a thorough detail that I can and I really can't because there's so much involved with this contract that I need to read what the the good old Jeff Passan has to say about it. So here it is. This is per Jeff Passan. There's a lot to digest on the Julio Rodriguez extension with Seattle. The deal could be for 8, 13, 16 or even 18 years. It guarantees Rodriguez $210 million. If he maxes out, it will be more, it'll be the largest ever, $470 million. The details are important here. The base of the deal is eight years and $120 million. So that no no matter what, that base year he's gonna get. That's 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 me talking. Now go back to Jeff. It includes the season that runs through 2029 and after 2028. The Mariners must decide whether to pick up the club option. The size and length of that depends on Rodriguez's performance and MVP voting. The option is for eight or ten years on top of the original deal, depending on how Rodriguez fares in MVP voting. Wins and finishes, it can range anywhere between 200 to 350 million. If the Mariners pick up the option, Rodriguez's guarantee in the deal is at least 320 million. 
Now, if the Mariners don't pick up the option after year seven, Rodriguez has a player option after year eight for five years and $90 million. Thus, the 13-year structure and $210 million floor. He could turn down and hit free agency right before his 30th birthday. All right, that's a lot. Hold on, here's more. Here's more. Julio Rodriguez is a Seattle Mariner through 2037 and makes at least $320 million, probably much more. And if he turns into the monster that he's shown he is in rookie season, it could be the most financially lucrative deal in American sports history. 2037. You're telling me they have a player locked up until 2037. That is a long time, especially just thinking about it. Like, granted, good for you, Julio Rodriguez. You got the paid. You get to stay in Seattle. I'm hoping you have an MVP performance because this is all looks like it's a performance-based contract, which, I mean, that's gambling on yourself, and that's pretty much saying, hey, Julio, if you want this money, you got to pretty much outshine, outperform, outdo whatever you can every single time you're out on the field or even in the batter's box. Like he's gonna have he's he's gonna win the rookie of the year this year. Like that's that's hands down. And just to say that out there, if he does win rookie of the year, the past what two years, the Seattle Mariner has won rookie of the year. Granted, Kyle Lewis is gonna be pretty much get pushed aside because of Julio Rodriguez, and also Kyle Lewis can't find a way to get back on the field due to injuries. But this is a wild, wild contract, and it poses the question: Is are more teams going to do this? We've already seen the Atlanta Braves lock up like five, six, maybe seven players already. Because I mean, you got Austin Riley, Ozzy Albies, Matt Olson, Ronald Acuna Jr. Those guys are locked up for eight plus years and and then more. But why can't we see like more teams do this? Like, why haven't we seen the Kansas City Royals even consider? extending, signing, however you want to, to keep him on the team. Why they don't even know this with Bobby Witt Jr. yet? Like, why? We've seen the numbers. We we see the potential in the numbers that we've seen this year by Bobby Witt Jr. to prove and to, that proves that he was going to be an all-star from year upon year upon year upon year upon year and possibly always in that MVP caliber question. Like, Bobby Witt Jr. is going to be a stud. I honestly think Bobby Witt Jr. is going to have a better career than Julio Rodriguez, but that's just me. But then again, they also played two different positions. One's a shortstop third baseman, the other one's an outfielder. So, I mean, it depends on the playing time. But why haven't the Royals done this? Why haven't the Royals tried to be replicate what the Atlanta Braves do? Why haven't they tried to sign? Like, honestly, if you look at the, the Royals lineup right now, the roster, why would you not the Bobby Witt Jr.? Why would you not the MJ Melendez? Why not Vinny Pasquantino? I, honestly, the way that Vinny Pasquantino has played over this past month and over this past, like, when he was a uh, American League Player of the Week, I believe, earlier this year, well, earlier this month, and why haven't they, like, okay, we see the potential and talent in Vinny. Let's give him that 10-year, $200 million contract. That's not bad. That's that's not bad at all. Like, the, go for it. That's, like, $20 million a year. How about you do that? Do Give the exact same contract to Bobby Witt Jr. Give the exact same contract to MJ Melendez. You're going to make that money back over time because by the time that comes to that year five, year six, year seven of these contracts that you say if you were to send a dish out 10 million, 20 to a 10 year, $200 million contract, you're going to make your money back by that time. If you're the, if you are said team, because of just how much money baseball teams make because of TV deals, the revenue being uh, brought in to the stadiums. And then again, they may not be doing this because of the potential of the move to downtown, which it's happening, people. It's happening. 
There's going to be a downtown ballpark in Kansas City at some point in our lifetime, but probably within the next five to ten years. We're going to see Bobby Witt Jr. Okay, hold on. We put the brakes on that. We hope to see Bobby Witt Jr. play in that new stadium by the time it's opened up. We hope to, because who knows if they don't even want to extend our sign or do whatever. Because in history, history does repeat itself. We've seen it plenty of times with the outfielders that have come through Kansas City with Johnny Damon and Carlos Bell trying to name a few to where they don't re-sign them. They just trade them or let them go in free agency. That's exactly what happens. Like especially, I mean, another one, Eric Hosmer. That's another name. Let me get the only person that they have traded within the past what five? I think it's five years now. One person they've traded in the past five years that has done anything on the active roster is Mike Mustakis, and they what they got Brett Phillips out of him. That's it. Like, come on! Like, there's they, the Royals are not about the signing the long term deal thing, which I don't understand. I think you should. We see the you see the talent on the field. Heck, when the Braves wanted to sign Ronald Cunha Jr. and Ozzie Albies, they saw the talent on the field. Why don't we see that there? Let's go with the St. Louis Cardinals right now. Like they're they're in trouble and fault for this as well. You got Nolan Gorman who probably will win the National League's uh, Rookie of the Year. He's on a rookie contract. Why don't you try to extend him for a long period of time to where he can play with a Nolan Arenado for however long his contract is, for Paul Goldschmidt for however long his contract is. They need to continue to do this. Even Dylan Carlson, that's another one. Heck, honestly, he, he's in the minors right now. hasn't even seen a lick a day in the majors. Jordan Walker, like he's we've seen, we, we see what he's doing, his numbers in minor leagues right now. We see it. Why don't, they, why don't you just like tender the option? Maybe think about it. Maybe like, okay, this might be the option of like, we should probably start doing this a lot sooner because we're starting to see more and more and more young, talented players move up quickly in the minor leagues to get to the majors. We, we're seeing this in an influx of a lot of players. It, like Baseball, 10 years ago, is completely different to where it is today. If You, you could even like look at the minor league systems for each and every single team if you want to, if you want to go back 10 years. The average age of a minor league player was probably like, what, 28, probably. Now the average age of a minor leaguer is like 22. It has gotten so much young because they want that youth movement. They want to make sure they can lock in guys for a long period of time, especially if you are an exceptionally well defender and well hitter like how Julio Rodriguez is. And I think the Seattle Mariners hit the nail on the head with this deal. I think Julio Rodriguez and his agent hit the head on this deal to make sure he gets paid. He's going to be playing for a baseball organization for eight 13, 16, 18 years. 2037. How old would I be in 2037? I'm 25 right now. Heck, I'll be pushing almost 40. Or will I be past 40? Will I be past 40 by then? 2037. So 10 years from now would be, I'll be 35 plus another, what, six more. Dang, I'll be, I'll be over 40 years old by the time this contract's over from Julio Rodriguez. I'm about to watch Julio Rodriguez's full entire career until I'm above the age of 40. Let's just let that sink in a little bit. Let that sink in. That's why these long-term deals are a must. They are, especially if you know what the production value you are going to get out of this contract. That's why I think more and more teams need to do this, especially the small market teams. 
And you're probably thinking, Kramer, why do you want the small market teams to lock in guys? And you better hope those guys are the right ones and the right hit. And right now, from what I see of this, um, this Royals not pitching, not pitching, let me put that out there, do not extend any of the pitching that we have seen so far whatsoever. Unless you want to talk about Brady Singer. But that, 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 that goes for a different question, a different topic for a different day. The hitters that we see, you usually see them get locked up the longest. And we, we know what they're capable of. They've been in the majors now for about a month and a half. The, the young guys have been up here. I'm excited. I'm excited to see what they do. I think more and more teams are going to do this. And if they don't, they're, they're boneheads. They're, they're idiots. They're ridiculous. They just, I don't get it. But I just don't understand why teams don't want to do this more often. I would love, I would love to see tomorrow the headline, or I would absolutely love to see the headline here in Kansas City the say okay I don't I Chiefs play Arizona in about what 16 days 7 18 days no about 15 days now so there's at least some time some time at least if you want to get a deal done say the Chiefs lose to Arizona I'm just saying a big if big if say if they lose to Arizona I would love to see the Royals say press release alert we've signed Bobby Witt Jr. to a 10 year deal that's north up to however million dollars they want to give him I would love to see that because then the the Royals are like saturating whatever the thing the Chiefs are trying to do. And it's funny because Patrick Mahomes is a part owner of the Royals. And that'd even be funnier. And heck, if you're also Patrick Mahomes, why aren't you trying to put any say to like, hey, 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 JJ, hey, 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 um uh hey uh Dayton, let's uh let's uh let's uh let's uh, let's let's think about this guy, Bobby Witt Jr. Let's let's keep him here in Kansas City. I'm here for another 15 years. Why I, I want Bobby Witt Jr. next door to me or neighbors until you guys move and then then we'll we'll see how things go after that. Like I would love to see this. I would. But that's it's above my pay grade. I, I there's no way I, I would never get paid millions of dollars in my lifetime. I mean that'd be pretty sweet if I could. But it ain't going to happen. It's not going to happen. Uh, Bleacher Report released a, a an interesting article. This is why I said something about... Let's hold off on Brady Singer real quick. SB Bleacher Report, SB Nation, they... they uh, Actually, not, not SB Nation. I don't know why I put SB Nation on here. Bleacher Report. They're two different things. Vox Media and the other one. Yeah, no, two different things. They released every single team's ace. And granted, I kind of figured Adam Wainwright was going to be the guy for the St. Louis Cardinals, which he's ranked 19th in this. But the guy who's ranked 20th is Brady Singer. Brady this year is six and four with a three point two seven ERA, and his last ten starts, two point five two. And everybody was like, "Okay, Brad Keller's the guy here. Brad Keller's the here. Brad Keller's the guy that's going to. He has his own radio show on six ten Sports Radio, our sister station here, and yeah, it's all about Brad." But Brady Singer has surpassed him. And uh, many moons ago, a good friend of mine, heck, he's my mentor. He's pretty much my life coach. Pretty much everything to me. Jay Binkley and I were doing the Virtual Royals over on 610 Sports Radio's uh, YouTube channel during the pandemic, during the during the COVID lockdown era, the shutdown era, if you want to say, where no sports are going on except for the Virtual Royals. And we ended up calling Brady Singer up first because we knew what the potential of the talent was that he's going to bring. Great, I'm not here to say, hey, let's let's sign Brady Singer to the longest extension of a, of a pitching rot- uh, pitcher in Kansas City baseball history, but I'm here to say that Brady Singer has surpassed Brad Keller. If Brady Singer's not your opening day starter for next year, then I don't know what you're doing here. 
Granted, it might be Zach Greek if they re-sign him. It might be some guy that they bring in off the, the, the side of the street that could probably throw about 100 miles per hour but can't be accurate. Like, Brady Singer is a stud. He's actually very good. Very, very good. And I, I, I was like, I, was, I wasn't shocked to see this, but I was curious to see which Royals pitcher they would use because if you don't have all the young guys... Uh, I mean, we can just keep harping on it. Daniel Lynch, who knows what he is. Chris Bubich got shelled last night against San Diego Padres. We're never going to see Jackson Coar probably in a, in a Royals uniform ever again. I honestly cannot wait till Jonathan Bolin gets up here. I, that, I tell you, I am very, 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 very high on Jonathan Bolin. And also, I'm curious to see what these guys that they, they acquired from from Atlanta and also the Yankees. I mean, we saw one of the Yankees guys that they acquired a pitch in Toronto the, not too long ago. But not Toronto. Was it Toronto? Was it Toronto that he pitched in? Or was it the White Sox? I can't remember. It, there's been so many baseball games. I've been, I've been so busy. I'll tell you that right now. Been so busy. Yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. You know what's, uh, you know what's frustrating, though? When someone doesn't watch St. Louis Cardinals baseball. I, mean, I would say, like, don't, don't, what I mean by that, I mean, like, don't follow, like, they don't follow it. Like, they don't, like, look at the box scores or anything like that. They they just have their opinion. Well, MLB Network on off base, Hannah, Hannah um, uh, Kieser doesn't think the Cardinals are a are a postseason team, practically. Let's listen, let's listen to this, and we're going to discuss this. Some people asking the question, Hannah, are the Cards World Series contenders? I mean, this isn't fair, but I kind of never think the team coming out of the Central is a World Series. Ooh, <laughs> I mean, why? Know what I mean? Because they don't play in this East and division. West Coast bias. Okay. They don't play in this <laughs> division. No, uh, I think they are more of. They would be a smart, like, secret. If, if you, I, you could, you, I don't bet. Your response is, I don't bet. That's it. You're clearly not seeing what the Cardinals are doing. They, they literally, Jordan Montgomery has been a lockdown guy that they have brought in. Jose Quintana, I mean, he's, he was very good for the first three starts he had in St. Louis. They literally made the, like the under the radar moves that actually have been panning out to being great. Expect also, they got Nolan Arenado and Paul Goldschmidt in the corners. You have a guy named Albert Pujols that has been like playing like he's back in 2007, 2008 right now. Yeah, no, that pools. I really, and I, I really hope I get to see. I'm, I'm going. So next week, next week's Labor Day weekend. Yes, it is. So next weekend, I'll tell you this right now. There will be no show of Saturdays of Kramer because I will be in St. Louis on my way to St. Louis at this point in time to go see our pools. Hopefully, hit a home run at Bush Stadium against the Chicago Cubs. I'm hoping. I'm praying for that. Honestly, I was hoping to see um, home run number 700. But you know what? I'm not going to unless he just goes on a terror right now and just starts hitting bomb after bomb after bomb after bomb after bomb until he gets to the number 700. I'm pretty sure he's eight away from it too. So it's it's very close and it's very reachable for Albert. I'm hoping he gets there. But you cannot tell me that the Cardinals are not a World Series favorite team. They're, they have one of the easiest paths to get there. Granted, Kramer, you're like, oh yeah, no, it's the, they have an easy, easy path. Kramer, you keep preaching that. But it's still, they have to get there. They have to win those games. Those are credible games. Granted, they're playing in Atlanta. They lost 11-4 last night. But we'll see how they do for tonight and tomorrow, especially it being in St. Louis. I kind of want to see what they can do because this is a team that 
rarely loses at home. They are a very good home baseball team. They've won, I think, the, the last six games. I think they're no, wait, not yeah, six games or three and three because they went three of five for the, the Cubs this uh, past full length series that they had over the the week. But this is a team that you cannot count out on. Remember, this is a team that has also won 11 World Series. No other team except for the New York Yankees has even done double digits or even right now, there's not many teams that are even close to getting to that double digit mark. There's a rich history of baseball and that St. Louis is a baseball town. Let's just say that right now. Even if the Rams are there right now, they're still a baseball town. It's, it's always been like that. They are a World Series contending team. And honestly, if it's the... If I want to say, all right, this is who's going to be in the World Series right now, it's the Seattle Mariners versus the St. Louis Cardinals. That is my two picks of what's going to happen in this World Series. But you cannot tell me that there is another team, except for the Atlanta Braves. Atlanta Braves might be better than the St. Louis Cardinals. They might be. But are they going to be fully healthy and fully ready for a postseason run again? Because, I mean, they came off the World Series one last year, and it's extremely hard to repeat in Major League Baseball unless you are the New York Yankees. It is. It's, a, it's insanely hard. Heck, we remember back in the 90s when the Atlanta Braves went to multiple World Series and they lost? I mean, they got there. That's awesome. You get there, but you need to win it. I don't see the Braves going back to the World Series this year. I don't even see the Dodgers making it to the World Series this year. Dodgers have been one of the best teams in baseball. Their, their hitting's been great. Their pitching's been great. But one of their guys just got Tommy John surgery. We'll discuss that a little bit later. In fair or foul. But you can't tell me that there's not a World Series contending favorite. You can't tell me that. Because once again, I'll play it again. Some people asking the question, Hannah, are the Cards World Series contenders? I mean, this isn't fair, but I kind of never think the team coming out of the Central is a World Series contender. <laughs> I mean, you know what I mean? Because they don't play in this division. East and West Coast bias. Okay. They don't play in this <laughs> division. No, I, I think they are more of, they would be a smart, like, secret. If, if you, I, you could, you, I don't bet. Yeah, I don't bet. I bet, though. And you know what's going to happen here on the bet 1660, Kansas City, the bet to be exact? Next week? You know what? Not even next week. In a few days. In a few days. Those sports books are opening, baby. You know what I'm betting? I'm I'm already, I've already, when I, I went to Colorado earlier this month, or was it late last month or earlier? I was in Colorado about a month ago, and I made my $10 bet to put the St. Louis Cardinals winning the World Series. My payout would be $400 if they do win. I might have to up the ante whenever that thing opens back up here in a few more days. Like, I cannot wait to hit that. I cannot wait to place all my bets. Just remember, it's coming here soon. And also, um, uh, in two weeks from now, there's no show next week. I'll be in St. Louis. Two weeks from now, we're going to have some betting. Because you know what? We're going to be betting on NFL football in two weeks from now. But going back to this, a bias. There's clearly a bias here. MLB Network's in New York. They, they, they love the Coast teams, the West Coast teams so much. They don't, they, they, they don't care about the flyover state teams. They don't. It, it, it is what it is. Like, they clearly don't. And there's so much talent in the Central of both sides, the AL and the NNL. It's, it's, it's ludicrous. It's ludicrous. All right, this is the Bet 1660 on Saturday. You're listening to Saturdays with Kramer on the Bet 1660.
Sarah Kramer right here on the Bet 1660. Hope you all are, are enjoying your lovely Saturday morning. If you're just waking up, tuning in. Hope you're all uh hope you all have a nice and easy one today. It's a it's a day to relax, watch some football, watch some baseball, do what you need to do to have a good time. Because everybody wants a good time. Everyone wants to have a great time. And yeah, let's just get to it. Fair or foul right now. We're, I, I'm not even gonna put the bed because I have some audio to play through and I just don't want to keep uh, going back and forth with stuff. But fair or foul. A joint practice between the Los Angeles Rams and the Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah, the the, the World Series, not World Series, good gosh, Super Bowl opponent from last week. Ends in a uh, in a brawl. Ends with Aaron Donald holding two Bengals helmets, one in one hand, one in the other. This is completely. I don't know. This is fair or foul. I think it go either way. This is a preseason scuffle, a brawl that ended up with Aaron Donald ripping off heads, keeping them in his hands. And I, I love the photoshops because all you see is Aaron Donald somehow get out of the uh, out of the circle, has both of the helmets in each hand. He's like in a, uh, not even a fighting stance. He has like his arms to the side. You see both the helmets and the, all the Photoshop memes of everything. It looks like there's like a, a cavalry coming at him and it just looks like him versus everybody. And you know what? I'm taking Aaron Donald nine times out of ten between him versus everybody because he is one of the baddest men on the planet. I, I would never... Absolutely never want to get into a fight or a scuffle. Remember, this is a guy that literally pushed two offensive linemen into a quarterback to sack a quarterback. This dude is a freak athlete and trains with swords in the offseason. This is foul. Like You, you can't be doing this during a, pre, a, a, a training camp practice, a joint training camp practice, especially between the last year's Super Bowl championship match, Super Bowl title match, whatever you want to call it. This is foul, but this is awesome. Like Aaron Donald is a absolute menace, an absolute freak, an absolute. He's not no absolute Ricky Starks, but he is a a freak of nature, and I'm so happy to at least get to watch him play every single week because we're not going to see another defensive player like this with in some time. But there is not going to be a guy like that whatsoever. But yeah, no, just imagine. A dude that's like 280, couple of uh, a couple of uh, Bengals helmets that he's using that he would watch uh, Miles Garrett use to hit Mason Rudolph over the head. He's 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 on it. He wants to do that. He's getting gonna get. I don't know about the suspension yet. I haven't really looked into it that much for for like further among than me just watching or looking at the memes. But yeah, no, that's that's it. Fair or foul? Barry Bonds still has 28 more intentional walks than the Rays franchise. This is fair. Like I, I, the reason why this is fair is because there's a reason why Barry Bonds deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. And I, don't, I didn't want this to get into a Hall of Fame type topic or discussion on this this one. But there's a reason why he should be there. The Tim Bay Rays, Devil Rays, when they first started, was like what the early, early, early 2000s. Barry Bonds has been was playing for a long time before that. Maybe it was like maybe already 15, 16 years. But the fact that he still and still, he hasn't played since 2008, I want to say, 2008, 2009. He still has 28 more intentional walks. Granted, it's, it, now it's very, very, no, it's not hard to do an intentional walk now. It's actually the easiest time to do an intentional walk. He's got to just put the four fingers up and the guy goes to first base. Yeah, back then, Barry Bonds had to watch four pitches go by that was outside. Remember, remember watching the catcher stick his left arm? Wait, hold on. It would be, uh, yeah, because Barry's left-handed. So he would stick the, the the glove hand out 
to receive the like stand up, take the glove hand out, make sure the uh, all four balls go. He has to step out, catches it. Yeah, remember that? Remember those good old days? That was like five years ago, five or six years ago, maybe. That was five years ago. It might have been. Yeah, no, they used to do that. That that is wild to think. Technology and advancing of the, the sport has gone uh, come a long way, but man, the Rays still have time. The the Rays still have time to get those twenty eight more intentional walks. They do. They do. Fair or foul? Little League player caught on a hot mic saying ESPN is fixing the Little League World Series. I'm here for it. Um, uh, let me uh, pull up the audio here real quick because you know what? I think we should listen to it all. Here is uh, the ESPN coverage of the of everything here. This uh, 53 seconds. Just uh, just tune in uh, with your with your earballs. Good on this coach right here. Okay. There's two outs. It's any bag. Okay? Shake. We gotta shake that. We gotta shake that. Hey, we hey, focus right here, right here, focus right here on me. Shake it. Shake it. Okay? We need one out. Any bag. Let's go. You who watches the Little League World Series? Like who actually wants to sit down and watch that? I'm sorry. I don't want to see 12-year-olds crying on a, a baseball field after they lose a game. That I mean, it's I mean, it's cool that you're there. I mean, a handful of these kids, maybe maybe one or two of these kids might make a fill out a roster in Major League Baseball. Might may not even make the um uh, may not even make it to the big club. Like I I I if you know me, you know I am not a big fan at all of the Little League World Series. I mean, it's cool. It's fun. It's kind of like the uh, all your uh, your pageant um, uh, people that want to bring their people their 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 young kids into doing their little pageant contest. It's, it's pretty practically what that is. I think that's what I. That's how my mindset is. I am not a big fan of Little League World Series. I never have been. I, it's not because I never participated in it. I really didn't care to. I, I don't even care that I was even 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 thought of wanting to participate in that. Yeah, it's cool. You get all the coverage in the media and stuff like that. Oh yeah, that's that's awesome. That's awesome. That's awesome. But they're literally praising kids who hit 200-foot home runs. 12 years old. I was doing that at 9 years old. I'll tell you that right now. I was hitting 200-foot home runs at 9 years old. Okay. All right, these kids are doing it at 12, 13. Congratulations. Good job. Good job. Good job. No, this this is just... I think this is funny because uh, when you want to blend the four-letter network... Now, it's also because the umpires in the Little League World Series is also horrendous. And it's horrendous in the Major League Baseball, but it is horrendous even more watching Little League World Series. It is, it is insanely bad watching that. And it's, oh man, it is, it is bad. It is just bad. Fair or foul, which by the way, the kids saying that completely fair. I actually like him saying that. I, I do because they, they know they're mic'd up. They, they literally, the coach is mic'd up. Umpire's probably mic'd up. There's probably a mic on the like somewhere behind the mount where he can pick up all the conversations that way, unless it's the mic that's being picked up from, from the coach's mic. So I, 
I digress that way. But no, this is fair. I like what he said. I like what he said. The LA Dodgers, fair or foul, ace Walker Bueller announces that he indeed needed Tommy John surgery, which is expected to sideline him until 2024. This is a reason why this is also foul because I never want a pitcher to have Tommy John. I don't want anybody to get hurt, to be honest. Never want to at all. It's the worst, especially when you have Tommy John surgery, especially for a guy who's on his second Tommy John surgery. So you already know this rehab is going to take even longer than it was from that last one. I, I feel bad for Walker. And this is also a reason why I don't think the Dodgers are going to make the, the World Series this year is because they need their ace. Clayton Kershaw is not the greatest postseason player. I mean, I've seen him always get beat up by the St. Louis Cardinals. Oh, great. Did you see that? Clayton Kershaw gets beat up by the St. Louis Cardinals each time they face him in the postseason. That Matt Carpenter's his kryptonite. I'll tell you that right now. So if it's the Yankees, Dodgers, and Clayton Kershaw's playing, and I'm hoping Matt Carpenter's there and healthy at the time, if that does happen, if it is a Yankees and Dodgers thing, I hope Matt just, just destroys every single pitch he throws to him because that's exactly what he did to the St. Um, to him in St. Louis and I think believe 2012 and 2013, and I also believe in 2014 as well. I mean, 2014, I'm pretty sure the Braves beat the uh, Dodgers, or the Dodgers played the Braves, or whatever it was. But I, yeah, I feel bad for Walker on this, and I hope he makes a speedy recovery, and I hope he makes it back quickly. Fair or foul? The impact of the pitch clock and the minors. All right, so this is this is interesting. I was I was reading this, so they have the pitch clock going in the minors that is like a, a strategic thing. So. In 2021, the average time of minor league baseball game was three hours and three minutes. In 2022, the average game was two hours and 37 minutes. The thing that is surprisingly the most is nothing's really changed. When I mean by nothing's really changed, I mean like runs per game, average strikeout percentage, walk, and also hit by pitch percentage. The hit by pitch percentage is the exact same, 1.6 across. Runs per game... And 2021 was 5.12, or 5.13, excuse me. And this year is 5.12. So there's really not much of a difference between the runs. Averages, there's a a like a, a 300th of a percentage from it. Like instead of flat, um, last year of 246, it's now a 249. So the batting average actually has gone up. The strikeout percentage has gone up. And the walk percentage has stayed the same. So whatever they're doing with the pitch clock, you like. Everybody wants to like, okay. Three hours might be way too long to watch a game. It's granted. I think it's at times. I think I get cheated if I don't see a game go through the, uh, the extra innings. I think I get cheated that way. I want to watch free baseball anytime I can. The average time cut down for almost thirty minutes. I like that. I do. I get to watch baseball and I get to watch other baseball as well. I don't just want to watch one game. I want to watch multiple games throughout the night. So if I could get to watch two, three games that end up being like two or thirty minutes in the majors. I'm okay with that. I get to watch the East Coast, the Central, and the West Coast. Heck, if I can squeeze in a mountain time game in between there at some point, I would I would do that. I'm just a baseball nerd like that. But this is good for baseball. I think the pitch clock here, and if this does get into effect into the majors, and it, they say it does average about 230 minutes, it's actually quicker to watch a baseball game than it is to watch a football game. Because you got the commercial timeouts, you got the, the timeouts from the, um, uh, from the teams, you got that interchange between after a kickoff. So it takes forever for that to go on. The two-minute warning. Heck, halftime takes forever. I think it's like a two minutes, uh, two or three minutes between each quarter or four minutes between each quarter. At that point in time, that's why football games average about three hours or 25 minutes. That's I've, I've reason why I know is because of 
working uh, at 610 Sports Radio, our sister station here, doing the post-game stuff, doing, uh, and, and now I actually get to, I get to work from home for Arrowhead Pride in the post-game stuff there with uh, Steven Serdan and Rocky Mangana. So, oh yeah, shout out to those guys. So yeah, the Rapid Reaction Show, make sure you tune into that every single time that you are watching your Chiefs football. Hopefully, you hope they win. I hope they I hope they win too because that's the, the as long as they cash checks for me I don't care I don't care who wins or loses I just want that that check to clear and you know what it does so I'm okay with that but the pitch clock and the minors I love it bring it to the majors at some point give it give it two years and I want it in the thing all right this might gross some people out so let me describe this to you New York Yankees fan visualize a New York Yankees fan probably about fifty years old. Maybe a little bit husky, likes to drink beer and likes to drink hot and eat hot dogs. All right, you got that visual of a Yankees fan. A Yankees fan, in that description, he hollowed out a hot dog with his straw. Okay, I'm, I'm curious what he's doing here. After he hollowed out the hot dog with the straw, plus he's also, uh, do I mind you, he's eating the hot dog stuff from the straw that he's hollowed out. So he's still eating the hot dog fully. He puts this hot dog, a hollowed out hot dog, into his beer that he's drinking and using it as a straw. What? I don't know. Could you do that? Could you? This is foul. The thing is, I'm saying this is foul, but you know what? I kind of want to try it just to experience what this dude was thinking of. Okay, I want to do this. Okay, hold on. I don't even know what he's saying. It's not him wanting to do this. This guy's done this before. And this is the first time he's been caught on camera doing it. Like, yeah, someone videotaped this guy doing this, but I don't mind to add you. Why? And I mean, why? I mean, whatever, to each his own, I guess. If you like to drink beer through a hot dog straw, go for it. That just sounds gross thinking about it. But you know what? I kind of want to try it just to see how it is. I just want to see what happens. To my insides when I are just even the, the taste of it hit my mouth because granted at times like at times when it's a nice hot day out I or even I'm like the last time I went to Kaufman or maybe it was like not even the last time about a few years ago I was waiting in line just to get in I was hot I was just like oh my gosh I just need something to drink went over to the fountain uh, fountain bar in the outfield got me a three dollar Miller Light pounded that thing back and it tasted amazing like I was shocked at how good that tastes because there's at times that I want a beer I want to drink that thing. But I'm not a guy that wants to go out there, hey, I want to get that hot dog. That Hold on. I want to get that $10 hot dog right there. Let me get that $10 beer. I want to hollow that hot dog. I'm going to put that beer in there. I'm going to have me a, I'm going to have me a drink and a snack at the same time. I want to be nibbling on that hot dog as, that's, uh, as that beer gets lower. Okay, here's the thing, too. When do you want to start eating the hot dog? Because you want to keep the length of the hot dog for as the straw because you want to get all the way down to the bottom of the beer. But also, here's another weird thing. Who drinks beer through a straw? I have never, and I mean never, seen someone put a straw and say they crack open a can to drink it through a beer. Never seen that. Even in a can, or even in a in a cup. Never seen a person put a straw in a cup to drink beer. Never seen it. But I finally seen a guy put a hot dog straw in there, and boom! I wonder when you start eating it. You have to start eating the hot dog, I believe, after the drink's gone. Then by then, wouldn't the hot dog taste extremely gross? I don't know. This guy is the this this guy is just fail to titillate the juices of their guilty pleasure. That is exactly what that Yankee saying was doing. 
He was titillating the juices for everyone's guilty pleasure who actually do this. And they're finally showing out there. More and more people are going to do this. And we're going to see more and more people on social media just trying this out. And it's just, man, this is just just something, you know. Fail to titillate the juices of their guilty pleasure. This is foul. This is just downright disgusting and downright foul. All right, one more fair foul, and we'll get to a break real quick. This is when I was uh, just uh, waking up this morning, do my my morning ritual, um, fighting off the cats because they want to go outside or they want to get fed, or me trying to use the restroom and like sitting on the, the 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 toilet like I usually do. I saw this NBA star James Harden throws his four tier high, four tier high white birthday cake. Off his hot, yeah, uh, hot, off his yacht into the ocean. I mean, I guess you want to call us fair or foul because he's he's on a yacht, he's got the money for it. He's gonna probably repay the person back who ever bought him that cake. Honestly, it was probably gifted to him, and it was probably free as well, like for everybody. Especially, I mean, it's James Harden. You just gotta endorse the whoever it is, and I mean, it's James Harden. Everybody, everybody loves James Harden. But, I mean, this is fair or foul because if he's trying to keep him, be in shape, keep in shape, he's like, eh, I don't need this cake. I need to do all of y'all. Let me just chuck it overboard. And that's exactly what he did. He chucked it overboard. Fair and foul. This has been fair or foul. This has also been Savage Grammar in the Bet 1660. We'll get to all of your questions. And I'm going to titillate all your guilty pleasures coming up here. This is Sarge Kramer on the Bet 1660. You're listening to Saturdays with Kramer on the Bet 1660. One of my buddies, uh, <laughs> my buddy Zach, uh, who's listening, by the way, th- uh, thank you for all who's listening here on Saturday Cream on the Bet 1660. The hot dog thing is an adult fun dip. <laughs> that is so gross. Just thinking about it. Because you know all them kids with fun dip back in the day? That's the, the adult uh, fun dip. And he also said, are oh, the milk straws? That is, that's, that's funny. That is funny. That is gross. That is insanely gross. That is, <laughs> oh man. Oh, gosh. Yeah, hot dog straw for a beer. That is just, and it, that's wild. Uh, before I get to your questions here, uh, I wanted to talk about the World Baseball Classic, what's coming up this summer. Absolutely love the World Baseball Classic. I, I think it's just a, a, a great, it's, it's what the Olympics should be, but the Summer Olympics is during baseball season to where all the players who are representing the countries are playing in Major League Baseball during the time, so it's not like how the, the uh, like in the winter when the hockey, when hockey like pauses for two weeks, and they go over that and stuff. So, uh, so yeah, no, this, this listen to this, this is this lineup. So your catcher's JT Real Muto, which is arguably probably the best catcher in Major League Baseball defensively and hitting wise. He hits for average, he hits for power. He does he does a little bit of everything. JT Real Muto does. Here's your catcher, your corner infielders. St. Louis Cardinals, Nolan Arenado, and Paul Goldschmidt. I mean, that's that's kind of a given. Your shortstop's Tim Anderson, and Trevor Story's your second baseman. That is a powerful, powerful, and I mean powerful infield. But I didn't even get to the outfield yet. You got Bryce Harper in right, Mike Trout in center, you got Mookie Betts in left. Okay, all right, that's that. Okay. Your DH is Pete Alonso. And your, your first guy that's on the bench that's just chilling there, waiting to come in and play, but who's probably going to play a lot. 
Cedric Mullins of the Baltimore Orioles. This might be one of the best constructed USA teams in the World Baseball Classic to date. Granted, the last one was so much fun to watch. The The USA team was Adam Jones played spectacular out in center field and with the bat. Absolutely loved it. But it's also with the coaching. I think Mark DeRosa is their head coach. King Griffey Jr. is a hitting coach for them. Like, this is literally Team USA and how Team USA should be all the time. Granted, there's going to be a lot of good players in the Dominican Republic, a lot of good players for Puerto Rico, and a lot of good players for the Netherlands. There's going to be, it's going to be so Canada, Mexico. This is going to be so much fun to watch when it comes, and I cannot wait for it. And I'm here for it all. I'm here for it all. I, I love it. Any type of baseball that's going on during the winter time, or like the like like late winter, almost coming to to the early spring. Yeah, let's get to your questions. Sam Beal on Twitter. Sam Beal, uh, a wrestler, one of my good buddies. Like heck, these the Perminator, the the Croc rocking, Nickelback popping, son of a gun. He asked me, who is the most talented quarterback of all time? And this could be an era question. Like I want to, like if I say of all time, people are gonna be like, "Oh, it's Tom Brady." Tom Brady's best quarterback of all time because he's because uh, all Super Bowl rings. I'm not going Tom Brady. I'm not going Tom Brady at all. I'm going with the guy that I grew up watching. And I let's just like if let's just go era. I'll just do it from like my time. The greatest football player of my time of watching. If he did not get in any trouble with what he did, which was completely wrong, especially, it has to be Michael Vick. Michael Vick is an exceptional talent. He can throw, throw with power. He can run, run with speed. He's elusive, the agility, and everything. If he wasn't an idiot and did all that dogfighting crap, he would probably be arguably one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time to play in the NFL. His Virginia Tech days in college, oh my gosh. When I like started watching college football back then, oh, it was so much fun to watch. Uh, granted, I was also like, Five, six years old at the time, but I still watched his Virginia Tech days. And him at Atlanta Falcons, oh man, so good. So good. Michael Vick might be, if he wasn't an idiot, he might be. He made it back to the, I'm, I'm glad he made it back. He cleaned up, did everything. He stepped away from that. He, he served his time. That, that You can't always judge a person like on the past. I mean, some people do, but he's a new man. He doesn't do that stuff anymore, which is awesome. Another question from you all. Since uh, your uh, your Taco Bell comment from last week, if uh, there was one food item on any menu at any fast food place that you would want to bring back year round, what would it be? And I'm gonna stick with Taco Bell on this. Like, I want to know what you guys uh, would be on that. What, what's a menu item that you would want to keep year round that keeps discontinuing and coming back? I had Taco Bell's double steak grilled cheese burrito that they're out right now, which is not like an advertisement for them at all. But heck, if if you want to sponsor me, Taco Bell, I'm here for it. I will, I, yeah, I'm here for it. The, the double steak grilled cheese burrito, you got to keep it. Um, who is your favorite title reign of all time that everyone else, no, oh, I can't say, who is your favorite title reign that everyone else hated? This is from my buddy Jared. So he also sent me a couple more uh, uh, questions that I'm going to have to speed right through. I think Jinder Mahal, I love the modern day Maharaja as the the guy to go out there. Actually, no, I actually have more more time than I actually do per usual. Let's go. I, mean, I don't have another hour or anything, but I got like a few more minutes. Yeah, the modern day Maharaja is the guy that I would have to say is the the title right no one wanted, but I did. I I loved every single second of, the, of him to being there. Who's your what's your favorite title design of any of the wrestling company right now? Journey Pro. Journey Pro's title is so sexy. 
Like it is really, it's such a strong title. I love it. Um, but the Intercontinental title from the mid-2000s or the white strap Intercontinental title that Cody Rhodes um, uh, brought out. Another one, who's the best wrestler that has never worked in the WWE? And that has got to be the one and only, the black machismo, Jay Lethal. Jay Lethal, I, that was probably, that, he is one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. And I was, I was hoping that he would make it to uh, um, a WWE at some point. But I mean, he still can. There's still time. But no. This has been Saturdays are coming around the bet 1660. I hope you all have a wonderful Saturday. Please, please, please be safe, you out there. Uh, if you're uh, partaking in any party favors, such as drinking the alcohols, make sure you also uh, get your uh, designated driver. If you don't want to be an idiot, get behind the wheel, uh, buzz or anything, please don't do that. It's not good whatsoever. But also, 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 also want to pay my respects. The Chiefs lost a, a great one, a great quarterback uh, earlier this uh, week, Lynn Dawson. Um, yeah, no, that's uh, something that's going to be... A man in history that has one of the greatest photos of all time, Lynn Dawson. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. Everyone, take it easy. Have a good one. You're listening to Saturdays with Kramer on The Bet 1660.